I'm Lisa Usda hosting today's show here on News Talk 980 CKNW. One of the things that I try and instill in my four-year-old child is the idea to be part of the solution. Don't be a whiner. Don't be a complainer. Though God knows sometimes it feels good to do that. But try and be part of the solution. You're being part of the problem, part of the solution. Well, a gentleman named Terry Black noticed that in his neighborhood, there was a house that was sitting empty. No one was living in it. No one was doing anything with it. I'm guessing there's a lot of different ways he could have gone about it. We hear a lot of people complaining, saying, don't leave your house empty. Well, he found an unusual approach. He found the owner, contacted the owner, and we'll we'll invite Terry here. Terry, how are you doing? I'm doing very well, thank you. So, Terry, you noticed this house on your street, and you thought, I'm going to call the owner. Tell me about what you called the owner and what you what you suggested. Well, I, I called John and I and I. John is the owner. The John is the owner of, of of this house that was sitting in Terry's neighborhood. Yes, he is. And so I called John and uh, to ask him what his plans for the house was, and he said he didn't really have any plans. He was rather discouraged by the way the house has been had been previously treated by its tenants, uh, and that it was uh, really in such a rundown state that he really didn't want to have to deal with it. And so I, I and so I so he just John, he owned the house, but he was living elsewhere, and just thought I'll just leave it until I figure out a solution. Exactly, and he, and he didn't need the rental income, obviously. Exactly. So the house was just going to sit here vacant, and it was going to cost him money in terms of his taxes and insurance and those sorts of things. So I suggested to him that it might be an idea to think about, uh, you know, the ratepayers association here at Satellite Park taking over the house to get it ready for a Syrian family of refugees. And, uh, you know, we wouldn't be able to, through that process, we wouldn't be able to generate a lot of income for him on a monthly rental basis because the, the federal government doesn't allocate a great deal of funds for accommodations for these refugee families. Absolutely not. Over. Yeah, it's not nearly enough to cover the real costs of it. And so a lot of the landlords who are giving up their houses for refugees are having to provide a subsidized rent structure. And I indicated that to John, and he said, well, that's all right. That's not a problem. We, we can deal with that as long as my costs in terms of municipal taxes and insurance and those sorts of things are covered and that it generates a little bit of income for him in terms of maintenance costs and those sorts of things. So was he, did you you know John before you made this call to him? I had never met the man before at all, but I really am pleased that I know him now. But I'm thinking, how do you start this conversation with someone? Because it's a little audacious to phone and say, hey, you have a house. I know what you should do with it. How how did he react when when he picked up the phone well, to this stranger saying, "I got a plan for your house"? I, I think you'd have to ask John that question yourself. How, but I right, how did it seem that, to you? Well, it, it seemed to me that he was really quite set, you know, quite surprised by the request, uh, quite skeptical of the request. You know that who would ever want to come in and, and take over his house in the state that it was in and fix it up? And he knew how much work was going to be required. One of the first things John mentioned to me was that, Terry, you're going to have to deal with the septic system because it's nowhere close to being, you know, functional. And so that's going to be the first major milestone that you're going to have to address. And then, so did it, did, did he come around on that first phone call? Did it take a few calls before he said, all right, well, it, the it, keys? The first, the first phone call introduced the, the, the opportunity to him. And, you know, we gave him about three or four days to kind of think it over and talk it over with his family. And then the next time we talked, he um, he was very much in favor of. It. He said, "Yeah, let's let's do this." You know, Terry, you, you know, you and Beth better have a look at the house because it's not in great shape. Beth, you Beth is your what, wife, correct? Beth is Beth is my wife. Yeah. And, you know, you better know what you're up. You know, you know what you're looking at in terms of uh, renovations, cost, and time and labor. 
And so we did that. And I must tell you, when I first looked at the house, when Beth and I first looked at the house, we were saying to each other, I really hope it fails the, the septic test because, you know, if, if, we, if we couldn't get the septic system up to scratch so that it could be usable, then the project would have died right there. And you know, I have to say, I've, I've seen a picture of the outside of the house because it looks fine. Like, you wouldn't know. It looks like a nice two-story house. Gosh, for by Vancouver standards, it looks like a mansion in, uh, or, you know, a mansion on the east side of Vancouver. Here in, in Victoria, it, it's, it's mm-hmm. you know, a standard kind of house. Yep. Yep. It's, it's, a, it's a large house, too, which is was really nice and, and, and kind of unique in terms of housing being made available for refugee families, because this house could either be a four bedroom or a five bedroom house. It could hold, you know, it could really have between six and ten people living in it. How long you know, ago and, was the and, first phone call that you made to John Terry? Well, I think we've been working on the house now for about uh, five weeks, so it would have been seven weeks ago, I suppose. Just, just after Christmas, I guess, sometime around then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so how? So you found that the septic tank... It failed terribly. <laughs> Miserably? Not to anybody's surprise. <laughs> we had a local company, Save On Septic, come in and do the inspection. They pumped out the tank, did the inspection, and sure enough, Mike comes back. He was one of the, the lead hand on the... With save on septic, he comes back and says, "Terry, there's no way you can use the septic system, but don't worry, we're going to replace it for you." That's amazing. Yeah. Oh, it was great. And that's that's that was the start of all of the the donations, you know, to the whole project. It's just been a wonderful experience. And and talk about the the, so the process. So the the septic tank, and, and what else are you doing to fix it up? And when do you expect that a family, like you know, when will a family be be moving in? Well, we're, this, as I say, this has been a really a community effort. There's been about 10 or 12 people who have been working hard on this project for the last five weeks. We, first thing we did was stripped out all the carpets because they were terribly worn. They, uh, you know, dog, dogs had been living in the basement and, you know, it was, so the, the carpets had to go. The walls all had to be painted. Uh, the kitchen had to be pulled out and scrapped. We had to find a new kitchen. Uh, all new floor coverings throughout the house, and we got some great support from local companies to put in new floor coverings. Um, what else did, did we do? Oh, bathrooms had to be uh, redone, uh, bathroom enclosures stripped out and redone, uh, one new toilet, uh, a couple of vanities, you know, all of that sort of stuff. Like one of those TV shows, those home fix-it TV shows. Oh, exactly. I was just going to say, it was a, <laughs> it was a major renovation project. You know, if, and Beth and I have been doing renovations in our retirement, you know, buying and selling houses in our retirement, and it would have taken us about a year and a half, just the two of us working on this house, to get it back to where it should be. And we've accomplished that with all the help that we've had for in, in five weeks. And so what do you think the overall cost, like when you get to the end of it, uh, you know, because obviously time time is money as well, but, but just for the donations, you know, I guess if someone else is looking at this model and saying, hey, we have an empty house, or we know somebody on our street who has an empty house. What can they learn from your process to do this that isn't going to break their bank account? Well, it, the the majority of the cost for for this project is is really driven by the septic system replacement. And new septic systems today are are not cheap, you know. And I would guess that this septic system would be in the twenty five to thirty five thousand dollar range to put in a new septic. So that's a big a big portion of the of the cost for renovation. And did that co- but but what did you guys have to put out? Did you have to put out a lot of money or was it most of that done through donation? Through this the, it, the... it's it's been all all donation. whoa. All donation. The septic companies and their suppliers are, you know, the 
uh, Zavon's suppliers are supplying two concrete tanks yeah. for free. So Control it's amazing systems. what people will do if you ask, right? All you have to do is ask and have wow. a great story to tell them. I just think it's a great story that you guys are finding the solution. You know, in Vancouver, you hear, and of course, Vancouver is a different situation because cost is more prohibitive than it is on the oh, island. Sure. But I just yeah. think, you know, there's empty houses sitting there, and, and, and it's amazing, even if you have, you know, obviously not everybody's going to say yes, like John, the owner of this house, mm-hmm. did, but, mm-hmm. but it's pretty remarkable. And I don't know if I cut you off before you got to it, but when are you thinking that there may be a family able to get in there, and, and, and what process do you go through of finding the right family for this place? Okay, let me let me answer that question, but I want to give you some other information sure. here, too. Because we only have, we only have a minute minutes. left, so we've got to be fast. Okay. The, the, if, if we were to take out the septic system cost, you're looking at probably what would be needed on this house would be about $15,000. Okay. All so right. So that's not an total. outrageous amount that anybody could tackle a vacant house with. Amazing. Right? To make it available for, for Syrian refugees. To answer your last question, we're hoping to, that they'll be here. Well, it's, everything is tied to the installation of the septic system. And if that is done by the end of March, I would anticipate that we'll have our family shortly thereafter because that has to be done before anybody can live in the house. Well, what's great, too, is this family already has a huge community because you guys are going to be so behind them. I mean, you've already built a home for them. Everybody, everybody here in Satellite Park in Cobble Hill are just desperately waiting to find out what our family is going to look like. Well, Terry, I I have to cut you off because we have to go to break. But you know what? I'm hoping to touch base with you or that someone from the station will touch base with you for a month when the family is in there. Thank you so much. Thank you for your ingenuity and for making this happen. We're going to go to a news break, and when we come back, it's been 10 years since the first Earth Hour. Are you going to dim your lights tonight? Do you ever dim your lights? They will be dimmed here at the legislature in BC. And we're going to talk to the founders of, of Earth Hour and see if any difference has been made in the last 10 years. That after the news.